It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Coach Harris and I met five years ago and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Every single day, I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And every single Tuesday, message board legend Charlie Five joins the show. We're back in studio. We are reunited. The band is back together. How are you? Man, it feels good to be back in studio. It does. It does. And it's always just good to get to look at you. Most people say that. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Um, all right, so a few talking points emerged over the weekend. Nothing yeah. crazy. Leave the mic alone. It's good. It's good. You don't need to move it. I'm it's sorry. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll get down there. Okay. I'll get down in okay, there. Okay, great. Um, the Trey Alexander thing was the most interesting to me because it kind of it kind of made me mad. It kind of ticked me off, and I know there's this whole stance of like you can't get mad at the recruits or whatever, and I'm like, I, this situation I disagree a little bit because – you then go to another news outlet and you like kind of call out the coaching staff on their word, and yeah. it's like that that bugs me. And it's like, well, you're going back on your word for committing. So like, I don't know, I don't really get that. That that rubbed me the wrong way. I probably could have just, you know, like ignored it and kind of moved on. And but when he went across the line there and said that, now I'm now I'm like now I'm actually mad mad at you. So uh, I I just. It makes it doesn't really make sense. Uh, the quote saying that we did, and here's a quote. Yeah, I just felt like most of the stuff Auburn told me in the beginning of recruitment didn't stick. They didn't keep their word. Basically, that's the main reason I decided to decommit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't buy that at all. So what you're telling me, Trey, is that uh, Bruce, who we just went through a season where we had depth chart issues at point guard and shooting guard, told you that. Even if we lose guys on transfers, we're not going to bring any more in. It's just going to be you running the show. Right. Like, come on, man. Right. 
Yeah. It just uh, doesn't make sense. I'm there with you, man. I'm there with you. Um, I still I still love the depth situation for this team moving forward. They've got a few roster spots available. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm still waiting to hear something official either way with JT Thor. That's going to be interesting, but it certainly appears like he's not coming back. Right. Um, hopefully that is incorrect, or hopefully he does go and there's more Auburn guys in the NBA. I think you could look at it from either direction. Right, yeah, like we still have, you know, with, with Trey leaving, we have those two spots open. Right. I think they want to sh- – I still think we need a shooter. I think that's that's probably the direction they're going to go. You don't think Desi Sills fills that? Desi struggled – after they moved that line, after they moved the line back, like he shot like forty five percent his freshman year, but when they moved the line back, he 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 hovers right around thirty percent. But when there's people with Auburn jerseys on the floor, he's really good. And <laughs> every true. game that he plays true. in this year, there will be guys with Auburn jerseys on the floor. So I think there's a chance there. And one thing I don't think I give enough credit to is how good we could be at the three, four, and five that could produce a lot more three-point looks for these guys Correct. maybe maybe they're maybe they're not used to maybe they're sh- shooting more in traffic or having to create off their you know create off the ball maybe maybe they'll get more get more looks mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I still I feel I just kind of feel like we're going to go looking looking at a shooter and maybe a you know maybe like another stretch three something like that yeah it's just who all still out there and, and there are guys there's still guys out there but do they go the transfer way, or I'd kind of like a freshman. I'd like a I'd like a high school guy that just graduated or is about to graduate. But there's just not a whole lot of those not guys a whole out lot there. Of those out there, yeah. But just as far as, I mean, we need youth on the roster, which is weird after watching all of last season, where it's like, God, we're so young, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, all right, we need more like freshmen now. <laughs> so. Right. The man, it's the the dynamic of recruiting and building a basketball roster is just so insane now it's 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 wildly different like i think we're gonna have it every i mean we're gonna have like five or six scholarship spots next year and they're all gonna be like half of them are gonna be juco like the roster turnover in college basketball at at auburn especially like it's gonna look different every year now sure i mean arkansas i believe they're almost their whole starting five were complete new players like they just rebuilt their whole roster baylor four out of their five starters did not sign there. They they transferred in. I mean, the the whole landscape of uh, basketball. I think it's going to affect basketball a lot more because you can get one or two players and completely change the outlook on your next season. You're right. Uh, so, but it obviously it's going to affect other sports too. But basketball, it, it's going to be rebuilding almost every single year. Yeah, yeah, and like it's a one time transfer rule. So like. Green has four years of eligibility that right. transferred in, so it's like you got to think he'll stay around for a while. Sure, Desi's got two years. Is that right? Yeah, he should have two because this Kessler pat- has four, right. assuming he doesn't go pro. Right, and so like there's there, there's guys there that like where it's like Jasper, I think has two. He has two, and so it's like okay, those guys will stick around, but right. still, like it's still going to be a lot of flux every year. Oh yeah, but the good news is now that you have this rule it's a lot easier to when you have surprises like we had with uh you know justin powell Mm -hmm. uh you know or injuries or whatever it's a lot easier to go find an experienced player versus having to go you know maybe depend on bringing a freshman and developing developing him up so what do we do if trey alexander goes to tennessee that will become the all-time that will become an all-time rival like what do we do as a fan base like 
first we freak out and we overreact, but like two or three days after it happens, what do we do? I'm just trying to figure out how fast we can put stretch in to foul foul out between those two guys. Yeah. Stretch just go in there and just clobber some dudes. Literally, you got two minutes to get fouled out. Get in there and get it done. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Uh, and like I love the rivalry in basketball between Auburn and Tennessee. Like it's been so fun to watch. Right. And I would just make it borderline toxic and uh, i'm here for it oh yeah i'm not i'm not a huge rivalry guy but that one right there, if that happens you're that not would, a huge rivalry guy what does that mean no i get I, I hate getting i feel like when you put too much weight on certain games that you kind of become okay with losing other games if you win these games and it, i just want to win them all so i, I don't i, I kind of yeah, but all games are, aren't the same well they're, like the Iron Bowl is not, I mean, and like the, you know, against Georgia, like those games matter more than, you know, Ole Miss coming into town. Right. But when you, you can win one, win one of those and get a uh, seven year, $50 million contract extension, uh, and it ta- erases a lot of the prior work, uh, prior body of work. And oh, so you're just scarred from the, the Malzahn contract extension, the Stephen Leith handling of money. I may be just scarred because Alabama's so good, and I'm trying to make myself believe that I don't really care anymore. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. All right. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. Today's Locked On Auburn brought to you by our friend at rockauto.com. They're a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and you can check out their super easy to navigate website and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And after clicking around for like two or three seconds, you'll realize how awesome all of these prices are. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on so find your local dealer today that's kabotaorangedays.com it's a charlie tuesday here on locked on auburn all right so what else uh, is going on what all right we got to talk about this wildcat stuff you were talking about yesterday could you could you tell it was off season yesterday when i was talking that was a- <laughs> when i monologued about a potential wildcat thing oh boy well Kayla, normally, normally with the Ironman of the week, it's like, okay, cool, there's something to talk about here. But they gave us, like, Devin Geis and Kayla Newton. What am I supposed to talk about with that segment? You know, that's, that is a good point. But <laughs> at the same time, I hope we, we never see the Wildcat. I hate the Wildcat. I, I, never again. Never again. It was cool when it first came out, and then we continue to try to make it a thing with non-dynamic runners. Yeah, and, and it was great like when it made it to the NFL and like Ronnie Brown just ran all over the Patriots. I was actually really mad that day, but it was cool. At least it was Ronnie Brown, I guess. But then it was like, okay, all these other teams started doing it, specifically against the Patriots. Like, no Sean Moreno did. I was like, oh, when are we going to get one? And then I'm like, well, 
I don't really want to put Tom Brady at receiver or take him off the field. And so, but then we started doing this with like Kevin Falk and it was terrible. But then like, I'm trying to think of at Auburn, like carry on. I was okay with him doing it because Jarrett Stidham was a statue in the pocket. Right. But like when you have a quarterback that can move, it doesn't make sense. And Bo Nix can move fine. In fact, I think you could argue he moves too much. So I, (laughs) (laughs) where's the lie? But so I was fine with carry on doing it and just a style of runner. But like Booby Whitlow, it was really bad. Chandler Cox, that was really bad. It was fun though. (laughs) Was it? And like, (laughs) and like in 2010, you know, we got good results like when Cody Burns was back there, but like why? Why was he back there? We had oh. Cam, you know. So like I don't really understand why you would do it. We do, we use Carry On was probably the the best example of I don't how, think there's any debate it. that like, Carry On was the most successful Wildcat guy. But, but we would use like non-dynamic runners a lot of times to run the you know run it like like you said with Cody Burns and we did it with Kyle Frazier, and we did it with Chandler Cox. You, you know which one doesn't make sense was Jeremy Johnson. Whenever he was in oh. there, we was like, this guy's really soft. Like, he doesn't want to run, which is fine. Because I, I, I think his arm talent was okay. His decision-making was awful. But once he got benched, Gus was like, it's like Gus felt bad for him. And yeah. they're like, okay, bone. yep, you can, be, you can have a Wildcat package. And everyone's like, why? Do the thing that you're not really that good at. Yeah, but we all feel bad for you, right. so it's okay. I ruined you, so I'm I'm gonna throw yeah. you a bone. Apologies. <laughs> you can get like these like one yard touchdown runs every now and then. Right. People will remember you fondly. You run your run, we got like three plays that you can run against Memphis in the Birmingham bowl. Yeah, and we're gonna look really good. Oh yeah. And we're gonna shut down Paxton Lynch and he's still gonna get drafted in the first round. And then we're gonna say we're back. Yep, we're back. Yep. Yep. Bringing hey. in the that was bringing in the Kevin Steele era, right? Hey, remember that time we we did five Wildcats in one game? That was cool. <laughs> Against Clemson and yeah. still almost won. There were so many games like that, dude, in the Malzahn era where it's like just plagued with bad decisions and like we always have a chance at the end. And that's kind of my way of talking myself into like the Brian Harson thing where it's yes. like, okay, if we can get close by like shooting ourselves in the foot over and over and over again, we bring in a guy that actually can discipline a football team right. where it's like, Okay, maybe this thing could work. Maybe he could push it over the edge. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, the I had people tell I had I had some friends on staff on the video staff that year, and they were telling me about this single wing thing we were going to run with uh, Chandler Cox and I think it was John Franklin, and he's like they're like they're going to be on the field both at the same time. <laughs> nobody's going to know anything about it. It's going to be it's nobody knows where the ball is and. Oh, <laughs> we ran it like two or three. We ran like two or three plays out of it. It was oh gosh, what a! I remember going to the post game presser of that game, and like everyone in there was just absolutely befuddled. And Gus comes in like it's not that big of a deal, and he like legitimately thought it was going to work. Oh yeah. And I've talked to I've talked to folks that were on that team on this show before, and like he had the whole team sold. It sounds like. It sounds like the whole team was all in on it. And it's just like, wow, it didn't work. And then I just remember the following week, we were all so concerned, like, are we going to have to do that every week? Right. Or like, can we just let Sean play? Because he's clearly the best one on this team right now. It, going, going it back even further, what makes me even more mad about that whole season and that is we knew we had quarterback issues 
after the two was that what year was that? Two thousand and sixteen? We knew we yes. had we knew we had issues after two thousand and fifteen. And what we did was we signed John Franklin and there was a kid, I don't know if you remember him, he went to ended up going to Virginia Tech, a JUCO guy. His name was Gerard Evans, and he was a beast. He was yeah. like he was like six five, two thirty, and he basically begged to come to Auburn. And we're like, nah, we're good. We got John Franklin and we got well, two a days, the backup we, quarterback. For, we were all so pumped about John Franklin, and then these things came out where it's like, well, he's not the starter, and we're like, ah, he's fine. And then that uh, that Netflix show, that Last Chance You show comes out, and we're watching it, and we're like, ooh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was on the drive with Bill Cameron when that came out, and he had like watched the whole season that day, and he sat down, and he's like, have you watched it? I'm like, no, I'm going to start watching it tonight. And he's like, Dude, we're gonna people are gonna be mad. And like people just <laughs> called the whole two hours, like just raging on the fact is like we signed a guy that couldn't win a job at a JUCO. What a it's like what in the world? That is roster management 101 right there. Oh gang. man. But he's in the NFL. Is he playing corner now? I have no idea. I think he, I think he he was on IR last year. Yeah. I think he was on IR for the Chiefs. Like he almost won a he yeah, almost, almost had a ring. I was I, I thought I saw him kind of posting about it, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, fun times. What a wild era. Wild, a wildcat era. But the crazy thing is, is like, Gus was a good coach. Like, he won games, but then when you look at all this stuff, it's like, well, could we have beaten Tennessee and Mississippi State that one year? Or it's like, wow, okay, we'd probably be a top 10 team at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think if we just, like, had somewhat of an offense and, like, quit trying weird things... You win one or two more games a year, and it's just a totally different state of like where right. the where the program currently is. It really could it really could have been, but I just don't know if those things would would have ever been avoidable. You know, uh, I just. It... And the crazy thing is, is that UCF he's going to do it, and it's going to work. Sure, because of the talent difference, right? You're the the lack of you know elite defensive lines that can you know disrupt all the motion and whatnot that you yeah. do. Uh, he's gonna. He's probably gonna do really well there. And, and we're gonna see all these things on ESPN, like the genius is back, the oh hurry gosh. up no, and he's gonna do like hurry up no huddle again, like he did he's in thirteen and so fourteen. Fast. And it's like, why'd you stop doing it here, man? Oh boy. <laughs> you know he, uh, Gene Chizik said something. He said that he said that they were talking about Gus. I think he said something about how the Auburn job can be smothering. What do you think he meant by by that, and how it maybe made Gus? Oh, I'm sure politics are a huge thing, and I, I guarantee you, Gus like hated every second of it. What does that mean? You think? I think people that give a lot of money want to be involved. From like a hey, we don't like this offense. Or, I don't know, or we don't want that kind of quarterback. Or See, we, I, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't yeah. know exactly what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't I, either. I, I, that's that's what's all I've always been. I've always wondered, everybody always, there's always this like Auburn, you know, there's always this like dark figure that it has their hands in the cookie jar and is is influencing the coach and, and telling them they got to do this or telling them they got to do that. But nobody can ever really be specific on what that actually means. Yeah. Are they like sitting in the film room with Gus telling them like, okay, I like this play in the situation. Like I, I have the hardest time in the world buying that. Right, right. But it does seem like that, that has kind of been waved off a little bit with the hiring of Harson, based on everything that we've heard. Right. I, I think mean, that I think the hashtag stop steal movement was a real thing within the Auburn fan call. base. I think the Auburn infrastructure in the athletics department, I think it shifted a little bit. 
Sure, sure. I think it made them have to stop and say, you know, maybe we, you know, maybe we don't know Auburn as well as we think we do. That I don't think if if there is any influence, I don't think it's with ill intent. I think it's they think that hey, Pat Dye did it this way or so and so did it this way. We need to get back to that style of whatever, and you know that may influence coaches to perform ways that they normally wouldn't perform. But I think once they sort of saw the blowback and how quick it can get out of hand, um, maybe it did, you know, maybe it did make a few changes. Yeah. I'm still shocked that they hired a guy that had nothing to do with Auburn. I'm still shocked by it. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, but boy, we needed it, but I'm still shocked that it happened. It's probably the most not Auburn thing I've ever seen. And it's going to be funny when it works. And it's like, all right, what do we do now? <laughs> right, right. Maybe they don't need me as much. Yet. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. All right, more coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week's Avs, uh, they've got tons of sports action on the go with the NFL draft. And the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and even your UFC and MMA action. I know a lot of you guys talk about that in the Locked on Auburn Discord. So get all that and more at betonline.ag. And when you make your account, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, final few minutes here on today's edition of Locked on Auburn, a Charlie... Tuesday, we haven't really mentioned the bunker, which is where you're famous. That's right. where you live. Um, how has that been going? I know you've been a lot more active in the Locked On Auburn Discord, and right. I appreciate that. You're giving the people what they want, but yeah how 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 are things uh, at home at the well, bunker? I need to. I think I need to apologize to to you and you know the the Locked On family because according to um, <laughs> for what <laughs> according to uh, Bruce Goat Pearl. I do like that name. That uh, locked on's really gone downhill since they added. Uh, they have downgraded their guests uh, when they started using this Charlie dude all the time. <laughs> he posted that in the bunker. Oh yeah, that's whole, awesome. Whole thread. Yeah, and then uh, so I just had to respond and just said, "Yeah, Charlie Five is the worst." <laughs> and he came back and he said that. Charlie Five comes across, <laughs> comes across as like a middle-aged former frat bro D-bag who thinks he's the funniest guy in the room. And, uh, you know, as mean as that is, he pretty much nailed it. <laughs> that's one of those insults where it's like, that's a little too specific, that and is, so that burns a little bit that more. Is, that hits home hard. So, Bruce Goat Pearl, sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah, I hope he, you're listening today, uh, Bruce Goat Pearl. Yeah, keep talking about us. Um, yes, thank you. means a ton means a ton. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we're in peak offseason mode. So uh, over the next few weeks, we're going to start compiling top 10 lists 
And it'll be uh, it'll be me and you squaring off, and I'll probably bring either Jaws or Ben Taylor in yes. here, and we'll um, preferably we'll, Jaws because he's I'll obsessed probably, with you. I'll probably win. He'll start coming. In, you come in and record this on Tuesdays, and he'll like come in as soon as he's here. He's like, when um, when um, when's Charlie coming in today? <laughs> and I'm like, the same time as always, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is a normal thing, right? He's like, okay, I'm gonna be in here and. Let me know when he's here. And I'm like, we have camp. No, you can you can walk in or just hang out in here. He's going to be here in like five minutes. Like, he tries to play it cool. He tries to play it cool. In love that guy. Love that guy. He loves you way more than you love him. I don't know. I don't it's know a very possible. It's a very one-sided relationship between you and Jaws. <laughs> he's 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 a cool guy. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, for sure. For I miss sure. him. I wish he was here today. Um, yeah, he's going to freak out when he he's like, he's going to be like, what he, time is Charlie coming in today? He and makes like, he's me gone. feel so good about myself. Uh, yeah, I think I think... It's guys like him that make you act like Bruce Goat Pearl talks about you. Exactly. So, you know, when I have the the deep digs from the Bruce Goat Pearl, I just think about Jaws, and it makes me feel better. Did you see the Sean Shivers shying away from contact thing that Stoltz wrote about? Yeah, and he had like a but he came it, back a and like weird changed it. correction that didn't make sense. I, so I talked about it on the show yesterday, and he sent me a, he sent me a, a DM uh-oh. asking if he could come on the show to like rectify the situation i'm like sure so we'll see if he accepts it or not yeah i would say if the only thing i could possibly if i was on his side if like take his that that side of i like him i think he's good at his job i'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt but the whole situation is just kind of odd well when he said when he changed it to where it said he doesn't shy he he basically doesn't shy away from contact and then it said it looks like the ball uh, ball carrying could be in the hands of Tank Bigsby. Yeah, based on the legs of Tank or whatever. Maybe that yeah. means because Sean is a smaller guy. And he's he's going to get hurt. And he could hurt himself because he will literally run through that wall if it, if it got in the way as right. fast as he could. So yeah. I'm going to go with that for now until I hear his – I, w- I want to hear his opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, he I think he's a good dude and I think he's good at his job. So I'm willing to give them the, the benefit of a doubt. But that, That's definitely one thing Sean has, and I'll even say he has never shied away from. Almost to a uh, almost to a um, fault, and it's weird that he's kind of grown into that too. Because when when he was committed, and he was committed to Auburn for forever, right? And I think he was one of the first members of his class, right? And we were all so excited about like how shifty and fast and you know elusive he was, but like he hasn't turned into that at all. He is fast; he's got the downhill speed, but he has no interest in trying to make you miss. No, he wants to either run run by you or run through you. Which I don't know, like from an NFL standpoint, I don't know if that's good at playing it for the next level. But I think for this offense, it's awesome. I think, oh yeah, I think get we saw him, a glimpse of it for on a day. Yeah, get him the ball down, get him, get him coming downhill with the ball, and and let him just make one cut and go. And he's he's gonna literally be running. He may have his eyes closed. I don't know. He's gonna literally be running as fast as he can. And, right. And he's so like I said earlier, he's so low to the ground that he just bounces off people, and he's gonna win a lot of those battles. So, do you think? The sales pitch they're going to have to some of these potential transfer running backs because you got to think they're going to go after one. Yeah. Do you think the sales pitch is you can be better than Sean and be the number two guy? Do you think that's what they're telling these running backs? Because I don't know how else you would get them to come to Auburn if you told them, all right, you're probably going to be the number three guy this year. It's it's really tough. I mean, it's got to be that they they're in a really tough situation. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm a transfer running back though, I mean, if I'm just looking at it on the surface, I see a pretty small undersized guy that I feel like maybe I'm better than yeah but I mean like you said it's that is a tough 
that's a tough sell, especially for someone that may not have a lot of eligibility left. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a tough sell. But we definitely need another body. Yeah, yeah. I was on in Montgomery with the guys on the Max Roundtable, and, and Doug Amos asked me about the Vanderbilt guy you know, that, that had a relationship with Derek Mason. And I'm like, yeah, I still don't, like, does he leave a potential starting job at Vandy to go be the number three guy at Auburn? Like, I don't think those two jobs are the same. And they were like, yeah, I think you're too high on Shivers. And I'm like, I may be, but like, I don't think Shivers is a bad running back at all. Right. You're at best number two. Right. You're, you're leaving, you're leaving a possible number one. You're coming here. You're at best number two, like way number two, like right. not even close to being number Correct. one. And then you have this little dude who's ready to uh, just run right through your face that you got to go up against as well. So I think we're sleeping on Jarquez Hunter. I think that's what what's happening. Right. Maybe so. I just don't know much about him other than, you know, him being, you know, he was five. I think it was like 5A Mississippi mm-hmm. back of the year. Um, he's, His he's, tape looks really good. Level yeah, of competition is questionable. But. And he's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, so Great can, name. That is a good name. I mean, that is an NFL running back name. I feel like there's always a good Hunter last name that's a good running back. Hunter, what's, a, what's another one? There was a guy. There was a guy from. Um, oh, there's always a good Hunter running back. But that, that, he's always yeah, who like is that. it? There was a dude from Oklahoma State. He went to. He I think he played. Did he not play for New England? Um, His last name was Hunter. Yeah, I can't. Think. I don't think so. Maybe I just made all that up. Maybe there's no good running back. I, I can't think of a running he's back gonna be whose the last only, name is Hunter. He's going to be the only Hunter that's ever been a good running back. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Okay. I flip-flopped just now. I love that. That was so easy. Yeah, I love it when you just – you feel like you got it, and then when you say it, and then you really think about it. It's like, oh, this always it, happens. Not, like, name one time that's happened. <laughs> I can't. I'm hung. I can't hung do up. it. <laughs> Completely hung. Yep. All right, uh, where can people find you, my friend? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five or auburnsports.com, the bunker, or uh, Auburn 247 Sports, Body Get Aboard. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's Charlie Five. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black or be the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. See you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.